Hey everyone, welcome back to another season of Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. On this show, we speak to the experts and break down the technology and the data that is allowing us to measure, optimize, and understand our health in ways that have never been possible before. This show is for the health hackers, the data nerds, the athletes, the execs, the high performers, and anyone looking to take their health and their game to the next level. Be sure to check out our website and our health analytics app at headsuphealth.com and feel free to shoot us an email, support at headsuphealth.com with any comments, questions, or feedback on this show or our app. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and let's get into our next episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. Today my guest is Karen Martell a fellow Canadian and the host of the podcast, The Other Side of Women's Weight Loss, and a transformational nutrition coach and hormone and weight loss expert. Karen is here today to share her expertise on all things related to hormone health, especially how that connects back to other health goals like weight loss and longevity and peak performance and all the things that come along with that. Uh, There's a huge percentage of our population, Karen, that are, are working on weight loss issues, metabolic mm-hmm. issues at some level. And there's a lot of troubleshooting that really maps down to the hormone level. And that is very, very often overlooked, especially in conventional medicine, where a lot of the necessary requisite lab testing is not always available to people. So there's probably a lot of people listening to this show who may be struggling to get the results they want. And I'm really hoping that this next level of detail on on how the hormonal systems work and how we can troubleshoot these systems as empowered patients is going to give some insight to those who are looking for more information, more answers, they're stalled. So it's just a really, really profound topic. We haven't covered this on the show yet, so I'm really, really glad that you're here to share with us. So... Tell us a little bit about your, your areas of expertise. And I was on your show a few weeks ago. Yes. We both have the same hairstyle, so we agreed on that. Although yes, did. I didn't get the memo this morning, and I'm wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> so I totally, totally goofed on that one. <laughs> but uh, you're up in the West Coast in Canada. So um, tell us a bit about yourself and your journey into this mm-hmm. area of your career. And then let's really, really get into the aspects of hormone testing and and all of the associated stuff we're going to cover there. Yeah, you bet. Well, as you said, it's an epidemic right now of as far as overweight people goes in North America, that's Canada and the United States. We're just, it's rapidly growing. And what we're starting to see happen is women that are over the age of 35 are still looking to the diet and the exercise to lose weight. And so they're constantly searching, searching, searching for the next best diet because nothing seems to be working anymore. And that was me. I had my first child when I was in my early 30s. And about two years after that, when I was 34, suddenly I just started gaining weight. And I've always been a healthy person as far as like eating goes. And I thought I was doing everything right. And 
I just, you know, no matter what I did, I'm, I kept gaining weight. I started working out harder than I'd ever worked out before. I joined a boot camp. I was working, running, which I hate running. I thought I, you know, if I become a runner, then maybe I would lose the weight. If I went to boot camp, maybe that's what I needed sure. to lose the weight. Yeah. I went through every diet under the sun. I tried Atkins. I tried the zone. I went raw for a while. I was vegan for a while. I was juicing. I was cleansing and I still kept putting weight on. And it wasn't till I actually, like, I was finally like, okay, what is happening? I was at the heaviest point I'd ever been. You know, I'm in my mid thirties. What's happening? Totally. You're health conscious. You're, you're working out, you're pushing your body. You're, you're doing all the things. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening who can identify with that. They try keto, they try fasting, they try CrossFit, they try, yes. that, that was me, like same thing, I identify with that. I was growing up, I was like, well, how come it's so hard for me to look fit? I'm working out harder than all my friends yeah. and uh, it didn't compute. So I, I resonate a lot with that. That's what sent me down the rabbit hole initially as well. Yeah, I was in this boot camp with these women that were the same age as me and they looked phenomenal. And I was yeah. just as strong, lifting just the same. And yet I was just getting fatter and fatter. The body so, composition wasn't there. The fitness no. was probably there. Yes. The strength was there. Everything yeah. was there except the body composition. Is that right? Yes, correct. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just saying, like, I just went down the rabbit hole and I was like, I, I've always been a researcher. So I just dug into the research and decided, you know what, I'm going to get my hormones tested. And because most doctors, if you went into a doctor's office at 35 and said, test my hormones, I think there's problems, they would laugh at you. They'd be like, uh, no, you're 35. You're not going to get that until you're 50. You yeah. don't need to check your hormones. We don't need to worry about it. So I went to my naturopath and I had him test through saliva testing. And it came out that my estrogen was through the roof. My progesterone was super low. Uh, I also had not just weight gain, Dave. I also had like horrible insomnia. I had horrible PMS, bloating. Like I was fatigued all the time. I was inflamed. So I had this very high estrogen, very low progesterone, my cortisol was really low and so was my DHEA, which tells me, I know now, that I was in what's called adrenal insufficiency. So I was worn out. And here I was going to boot camp six days a week. Well, that was exactly what happened <laughs> to me, right? Because if you don't know that there's a broken system, which is the technical term you could call the uh, HPA axis or, or yeah. adrenal insufficiency, or just there's too much stress load on the body and the right level of hormones aren't being produced. And the logical thing for me was train harder. And then that just makes the situation worse. Yeah, fuel to and, the fire. And you're, you're compounding the problem. Then it progresses into, in my case, what happened was I was diagnosed with maladaptive stress. Because not only was I overtraining my body physically, but I was under heavy, heavy pressure at work in my career. And my outlets used to be going and training heavy and going out and partying with my friends. That's how I'd blow off the steam. But then it got to a point where that, the things that used to help me actually were hurting me. And it just became a, a cycle that I was completely ignorant to until I, I got the right functional help. Yeah, yeah. And like you, 10 years prior to having my child, my first child, I was a 
heavy alcoholic drug mm-hmm. addict. Like I was, I was a burn in the guy. We worked in a nightclub. I was, I was a wild man too. Three or four a.m. And and that doesn't help the situation. At no, all. I think I just set the stage for it. To be honest, yeah. I think I just burned myself out. And I had quit drinking and quit everything uh, two years before my daughter was born, but. Still, when I had her, it was just, you, you got to remember when you're growing a baby, they sap everything out. They, totally. they rob you of all your nutrients. Yep. And if you're already nutrient deprived <coughs> from all the partying and your liver's not up to par, well, it's going to just make things so much worse. So looking back, I now know that I triggered hypothyroidism and I triggered, and these hormone imbalances just went haywire. Yeah, and so I had to, to address that. Yeah. 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 Hard partying. And heavy training in the gym and like high octane career. And um, it caught up with me. It bit me in the ass for sure. So um, I can totally relate to that and really, really similar um, trajectories there. And for those that are listening, the way you can kind of say, is this happening to me, is if you feel like you've been doing everything right and you eat a pretty decent diet and you get some exercise and yet you can't get any, doesn't matter what you do, the weight won't budge, that's hormone imbalance. Like 95% of weight loss resistance is hormone imbalance. So if you don't address your hormones, yeah. the weight just doesn't come off and it doesn't matter what diet you choose to do. And what we're seeing right now with the increase of keto and low fat, low carb diet, or sorry, not low fat, low carb diets being all the rage and fasting being all the rage, which I love both of those things. But if you are in, in have an adrenal problem, if you have a thyroid problem, once again, you're going to be adding fuel to the fire a lot of the time if you're going too low carb for too long. And then and women huge, are like, yeah, oh, well, I better cut my that. calories more. I better yeah. cut my carbs more. I better totally. go carnivore. And for some, this can work. But usually it doesn't for women that have this hormone dysfunction going on because yeah. the adrenal insufficiency part, there's either too low cortisol or there's too high cortisol, especially in modern women these days. And so when you stress your system out by fasting, you're just, you're, you're, you're stressing the system out. It's a stressor. The cortisol goes up. So here you go. You're just, once again, fuel to the fire. Yeah. I think there's a lot that you just said there. And I think there should be a requirements checklist before you start certain lifestyle therapies. And don't get me wrong. I've had amazing results on keto and uh, I've probably also uh, pushed it too far to the extreme. And I talk to a lot of functional doctors who see people who are training a little bit too hard and are too low on carbohydrates. And if you're hormonally healthy, that, that, that might work just fine. But with a lot of people, they actually need to titrate back in some sweet potato and some yes. complex carbs. Not a lot. Like we're not nope. talking 100 grams here, but just getting that in there and all of a sudden things start working again. Yes. So these, yeah. are, these are very common troubleshooting. And just to go back to what you said earlier, for me, what I did was I actually quit my job, Silicon Valley. And I was fortunate. I, at that time, I was single. I didn't have anything holding me down in terms of mortgage or family or anything like that. So um, I took six months off and traveled the world. Oh, great. Yeah. And just totally let myself reboot. And it worked. Yeah. Like my adrenal stuff, I came back and I could train my body as hard as I wanted. I was responding well. You know, so, so 
but not everybody can take a six month sabbatical and just go check out and reboot the system. I was very fortunate that I had the financial means and the window in life to do that. But if you're trying to reboot the system while you're like flying the plane, that's yeah. a little different. So I, I had my own business. I was a single mother. You know, I, in looking back, I was like, oh, I didn't think I was stressed at the time, but I was, I didn't have a lot of help with my, my kid. You know, I'm running my own business. It's no wonder. Right. And so what I did, I quit boot camp and I joined yoga. <laughs> that was well, one of the big things I did. Instead of upgrade. traveling the world. Yeah. But yoga is, is first of it's all, huge. you're, let's be clear here. You're standing on that little mat with no weights in your hand and you are sweating like a pig. Yeah. But it's also extremely restorative. And so like that is definitely one way to do it for sure. Plus it just gets the energy moving in the body. Your flexibility increases, your posture gets better. So if you are one of those people that, that is still flying the plane and needs to reboot the computer system. So tip number one from our show today is switch from CrossFit to yoga. Yeah. <laughs> that's a win right there. Yes. At yeah. least for a few months, maybe <laughs> yeah. some yin yoga mixed in there, which is gentle and restorative, maybe some power yoga that comes in and, and we can talk about tracking your heart rate variability as a guide to like when your body's ready for a heavy workout and when it's not. But let's get into the diagnostic process here. So you've, you're listening to the show. You've come this far. You identify with what Karen and I are talking about here. So let's talk about the testing that someone could obtain in order to do their own assessment here, whether they get it through a functional doctor or here in the U.S., a lot of it's available direct to consumer and then find someone who can help you interpret. But if you suspect that your progress is being stalled and you want to do the testing, where would the lay person begin? Mm -hmm. Well, I have a, a hormone quiz on my website. You can, anyone can do it. It's free. It's karenmartel.com. You'll see it right on the front page. Take the hormone quiz. And that's going to give you kind of a, an idea of where some hormone imbalances might be. Now, the thing is though, hormones imbalances, they all, many of them have similar symptoms. So people will take the quiz and be like, well, I, it looks like I'm low and high in estrogen. It looks like I'm low and high in testosterone, low and high mm -hmm. in cortisol. What is this, Karen? And I'm like, because the symptoms are, this is the best we can do with an uh, online quiz. But if that sure. comes up like that, to me, that's a sign, you know what, then get the testing done. Let's go to level something, two. Yeah. Totally. There's something going on. Some people, it's really black and white. Like mm -hmm. everything looks great, except I have estrogen dominance. So now yeah. I know what I have, what I have to address. So the quiz is karenmartel.com. If people want to go there and at least answer some, yeah, some questions, it's that'll at least give you a good symptom checker and yeah. say, okay, maybe there's something here. Let's, let's go to the next level. Yeah, exactly. And then the best thing to do, of course, is to actually test them. And most people say, well, can I just go into my doctor and get them to test it, you know, via blood serum? And there's a problem with that because doctors can only test via blood. And in blood work, hormones, you can only test what's called bound hormones, and they're yep. bound to a protein. When they're bound, we, our body can only utilize you know, less than 20% of the bound hormones. Yep. What we want to test is unbound hormones, the ones that are free-floating for us to grab onto and use inside the body. Yep. And that can only be tested via saliva. 
And so this is a very important distinction because we want to know what the free, we want to know what we're able to use because it can look very different between blood and saliva. And there's also urine testing too, which will test your metabolites of these hormones, which is also key. Ideally, you want to do all three. If you yep. can, I mean, if, 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 if you have the money, if you can do all three, that you really want to look at all three of them. Uh, when it comes to What if you thyroid, had to pick one? Saliva. What, 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 saliva. And what test? So the test, saliva hormone testing, I, my, the lab that I use for my test kits is ZRT, which is probably the, the number one lab in North America that most doctors and naturopaths and nutritionists like myself use. It's been around forever. You basically, you order these kits online. It gets sent to your home. You take the test, you send it in, and they email you your results. It, it's that my, easy. Um, I'll show you my adrenal saliva cortisol results when I was going through my, my stress um, yes. situation. I have them all. Three consecutive tests, adrenal saliva cortisol, and uh, the whole thing is just a total shit show. So, and so for those listening, what he's talking about is, so if you were to go to your doctor and have cortisol tested, they're going to get a snapshot of what your cortisol do a serum is test, doing in test. that moment. Yes. A point in time. Serum. One, point in time. Yep. Cortisol goes up in the morning and then it slowly tapers down. It's supposed to slowly taper down for the rest of the day. There's when you test saliva, it'll test four points throughout the day. You can even yeah. do a 24 hour one where you're going to get eight points. So if you're suffering with insomnia, you can kind of see is cortisol coming on in the middle of the night and waking me up. So that's possible. Cool. Yeah. So we want to see what you're doing because if you go get your test in the morning, it's going to look great. Probably most people have most of their cortisol come on in sure. the morning. And if it, but if it stays high for the whole day, then we know that you have some way too much. Or if you get a, if you need a nap at two in the afternoon, yeah. Yeah, if you're stealing, you need a nap in the afternoon. It's, it's a good sign that you either ate too many carbs for lunch, or your energy rhythms are out of whack as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and there's and you brought up another good point, Karen. Sorry to interrupt you there, but okay. uh, you said that if you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're dealing with insomnia. If you're trying to lose weight and your sleep is disrupted, you know, happen. forget about it. So this test could also potentially help you fix your sleep and getting six to eight hours of high quality restful sleep just helps our hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin. It, help, it controls our ability to self-regulate. There's a lot of studies out there that show that sleep deprivation just makes us crave low quality, low nutrient dense foods. So another benefit of this is you may figure out your sleep issues and fix those too. Yeah, super important because you can also get insomnia when you have adrenal insufficiency, which means if your cortisol is too low, you can also get insomnia from that because yeah. basically your body kicks on adrenaline instead because the mm -hmm. cortisol is low. So that's a very important distinction because that's a whole different treatment, folks. It, between yep. low and high cortisol, you don't want to mess those two treatments up because yep. they're very different from each other. And so knowing if you have high or low is so important. Cool. So the ZRT is the test that you use. And can you tell us a little bit about what it is and how it works? How many samples are you providing and, and how to look at the results? So there's a few different options. The best one to get for most men and women is the what's called the female comprehensive profile one, or sorry, profile three. This one will test estradiol. 
estrogen. Estrogen is a kind of an umbrella term for many different estrogens. Uh, if you do a urine test, you'll be able to test the different types of estrogens. But estradiol is the, the main one that we see uh, getting affected in men and women as we age. So estradiol, progesterone, and then they'll give you a ratio between estrogen and progesterone because you can have very normal estrogen levels, but as far as they're in the ranges and they look totally normal, they're not flagged. But if your progesterone is too low in comparison to that estrogen, we've got estrogen dominance, which is a problem. So you want to fix that. So they'll give you that ratio and let you know if that ratio is too far off of each other. It'll test your testosterone levels. Very key for men because we're, you know, a lot of men these days are getting too much estrogen. They think of estrogen as like the female hormone. Why am I testing that? But if your estrogen's high and your testosterone's low, well, that's going to cause things like the man boobs, the guts, the the moobs, yeah, the low sex drive, just you know, no muscle tone, things like that. Mm -hmm. We're seeing more and more of that in men. Yeah. For women, we see a lot of high testosterone, and high testosterone gives women the male characteristics like they lose their hair on top of their head, they'll get some whiskers, they'll have polycystic ovarian syndrome, they have insulin resistance. So insulin resistance and testosterone go hand, high testosterone go hand in hand. So you want to know if that's the case, right? You want to be able to lower that testosterone if it's too high. That's then we cool. have DHEA, which is an adrenal hormone. Mm-hmm. Very important. It's also a precursor to estrogen and testosterone. It can just also just signal to the system if it's too low that you also have adrenal insufficiency. It does go down with age. So we see it starting to go down in women as they age and men. So it's an important hormone to, very easy to correct with uh, bioidentical hormones. And then you do the four-point cortisol test. So eight tests in total is that profile. That's probably the best seller because it just covers all of those things. Now, if you suspect a thyroid problem, which I can tell you guys how to kind of test for that at home first. It's a great tool for actually your listeners because it's how they can test from home without having any lab work done. Mm -hmm. But if they suspect that there's a thyroid problem, then you can take the blood spot test kit and saliva in one. So that will actually test a full thyroid panel minus reverse T3. It doesn't test. For yeah. Thyroid. You know, one of the things that drives me nuts in the online communities is, is when someone comes in and, and shares that they're not getting the right results and they'll just get 50 billion suggestions fired at them in the comments. And none of them are related to like hormones or thyroid understanding at all. Like, yeah. oh, increase your fat. Oh, lower your carbs. Lower your carbs. Or do more Fast exercise. More. <laughs> so, and, and these are all well-intentioned people. And I don't mean to sound derogatory there, but nobody really is saying, well, have you done any hormonal or thyroid testing? And so... People who do not have access to the right information or the means to run the test, they're looking for answers. And I never see this type of diagnostic testing coming up as a suggestion. So I'm really glad that we're diving into it here. Yes. And, you know, if you can't afford the hormone testing through the private lab, then, you know, it's still worth going to your doctor, having them run the estrogen, progesterone, the testosterone, and have them in in Canada, they won't test your thyroid. They only test your TSH levels. But in the US, they're really good about, you know, if you want your thyroid panel done, they'll usually give it to you guys. So, you know, if your TSH has always come back normal, go in. like The blood work is how you test thyroid as well as insulins and your hemoglobin A1C. So these are very important 
weight loss markers that you can have your doctor check for you. And if you have to get that full thyroid panel, it's key. So this is maybe a tangential topic, but there are a lot of environmental factors that can be disruptive to our endocrine system. Yeah. And there are a lot of chemicals that are used in cleaning products, in environmental products, in uh, things that we use on a day-to-day basis. And it's not talked about a lot, but a lot of these chemicals actually mimic our body's own hormones and, and they actually block they block this, the signaling in the body. So if you've discovered that you have a hormonal problem, let's look at some of the top reasons you might have that. I'm assuming that a very poor diet and a very high carbohydrate, high sugar, low nutrient density diet is probably culprit number one. Yeah. I would ex- suspect that there's probably some environmental exposure to certain external triggers that could be causing these issues. I would probably presume that emotional stress also could kick in here, uh, sleep apnea. If you were to run through from like most common top five reasons your hormones are jacked or your thyroid is jacked, where would you start? So like you said, diet always has to come first. And that's really with anything that you have going on, any disease, any cancer, heart disease, mm-hmm. anything, you have to start with diet. So many people want to jump to the, you know, the supplements and the medication. So you have to fix the diet first, and that's going to look different for all of us. From there, we want to look at estrogens. Like you said, there's so much stuff in our environment that mimic hormones, and that's the xenoestrogens. We cannot avoid them right now because they're everywhere. They're in our plastics, they're in our food, the pesticides, even in organic because it blows over onto those farms. I mean, they're everywhere. They're in grains because the grain silos that the grains are kept in create a mold that is estrogenic. Our cattle, our chicken, our pig, they're all being injected with hormones so that they produce more, more like so they fatten them up, right? All of these things. So when you start looking at that, then you can see that we're there's so much in our environment. The best thing that you can do is start cutting where you can. So buying hormone-free meats, getting rid of anything that has an artificial scent will mimic estrogen in the body. Mm-hmm. So anything with a smell to it, your body lotion, your, your shampoo, your perfume, your aftershave, all of these things are estrogenic. So Alcohol let's talk about that estrogenic. for a, a second, because I've, I've done work to eliminate as many of those products from my home as I can. And I was, a, I was just a knucklehead from Winnipeg before I started figuring all this stuff out. I was not necessarily, um, I was pretty uneducated, but I, I did some simple things. And so I went on to the um, EWG website yeah. and I found their number one recommended personal care products for like a body wash and a shampoo just made from 100% natural coconut and other um, products. They lather just as good as anything you're, you're going to buy in the store. So there's, there's things you can do there. I've switched to a service that delivers uh, high-quality water oh, to my great. house. Yeah. And I know that there are websites you can go where they'll give you a tap water database for your area. So I think that's another one. The products you put on your body, the products you clean your home with, the water you put in your body, even what you're making your ice cubes with. I mean, honestly, if we're really looking at eliminating as many things, and these aren't really that hard to do. Like I, 
I just bought old school ice trays. <laughs> uh, this is my latest hack. Like I don't want, I'm in Phoenix. The water's not very good here. So I don't want my water coming from the tap. So I, I make the ice cubes from the reverse osmosis water. So what other tips would you add to people? And, and this can be overwhelming. So like you got to start mm-hmm. small, but like yes. what are your best practices on cleaning up the um, environmental chemicals? So most people immediately think, oh, that costs too much. Wrong. You can get very affordable natural products. People always say, well, what do you clean your house with? Uh, Vinegar. (laughs) You know, like vinegar is so cheap and it does an amazing job of cleaning. You can get a ton of stuff like that is, has no scent to it. That's natural. Get rid of your dryer, your dryer bounce sheets. You don't need them. Get rid of you know, anything that's scented. So just by unscented, which you can get now everything, unscented laundry detergent, etc. Super easy to do. You can, you don't have to, you know, if you can't afford grass fed, you know, free range animal products, most grocery stores nowadays have hormone free. So if that's all you can do is just go hormone free, we'll go get hormone free. Get the best free. you can it's afford. Great. Totally. You can so let's, go- So let's back up. So we got yeah. the nutritional template and that's, that's going to depend- on the individual, but to a certain extent, it's getting rid of as many processed foods as possible. And lowering inflammation. That's yes. key. Yeah. So uh, that's number one. Number two is, is cleaning up the environmental exposure to things that, that could be in your body. And do you do any types of um, detox protocols with people, Karen? Yeah, I have, like I have run a membership program for women that for weight loss and hormone health. And we do four cleanses a year, which is what I recommend for everybody to do is to be doing quarterly cleanses. cleanses. I know, right? (laughs) And different, you know, we just did a hormone one, a hormone detox where we focused on detoxing our environment and our bodies from estrogen. But then you also want to be doing liver gallbladder cleanses because your liver is taking the brunt of all of these toxins. So Mm -hmm. supporting the liver... even if you just did a liver, a really good liver cleanse four times a year that addresses both phase one and phase two detoxification pathways, then that's awesome. You're going to be supporting your body. If you're a drinker, you may want to be always taking some sort of liver support because yeah. you're, it's going to affect your hormones. Yep. So I do the uh, Scotch whiskey detox. Are you familiar yep. with that one? <laughs> I don't think that's a good highly, one. highly effective. I'll share yeah. that little insider tip with uh, with you later. Okay. All right. So that's cool. So that's getting rid of the external triggers that could be in there. So we've covered the top two. Where would you go next? So this one's kind of a vicious circle, but fat cells produce estrogen as well. Mm -hmm. So all these xenoestrogens that are mimicking estrogen in our body are making you gain weight. And then the more weight you gain, the more estrogen you're producing because estrogen is produced in the fat cells as well. So one of the best things you can do is to lose weight, (laughs) which I know that's like, you know. Well, that has other massive benefits as well, because there's a lot of fat we carry that's deep inside the organs that is highly, highly inflammatory. So that's benefit. Removing that will help reduce lots of different types of inflammation. And like you said, also as your body composition gets better, then you'll, you'll reduce estrogen load in the body. And um, I know for a lot of people, exercise is good, but for real body recomposition, you got to lift some heavy stuff in yes, my opinion. Yep. So agreed. Yeah. That's why you know, I had the last guest on my podcast was uh, Luis Villasenor. He's from Keto Gains in uh, the group. And they give everybody the, the prescription to basically get in the gym 
and go do the heavy things. And there's, there's 65 year old grannies that come into the group on flex Fridays and you know, they got cannons in their arms. So <laughs> I want to be a granny with cannons. Yoga is <laughs> great and walking and all this stuff. It, it is going to have a difference, but for body recomposition, I think strength training is something that, that a lot of people maybe are not always comfortable with, but yeah. Especially as we age, like women, as we age, we start to lose a lot of bone, right? Osteoporosis, bone density. Bone yep. density. The best thing for bone density is lifting weights. Mm-hmm. So do you have to, you know, go get shredded in the gym? No, but you want to find this nice balance. And I feel like the perfect hormonal workout is when you're lifting heavy once or twice a week, you're going yep. for walks where you're just getting your heart rate up a little bit. You're not running, you're just getting it up and I'm you're doing some sort of like 10 minute sprints or high intensity interval training, you know, once or twice a week as well. So you're just, cool. you're, but that long cardio stuff, which where we tend to see women always gravitate towards like yep. doing marathon running. And like you said, the CrossFit and sure go to CrossFit, but go once a week yep. or twice a week. Don't go five days a week. That is so hard on your body yep. and on your hormone system. Yep. You will lose more weight by doing yoga and lifting weights than you will by doing that. Yeah, my routine right now, I do like the, the hot yoga. So that really helps yoga. me sweat like all the garbage out. Yeah. Incidentally, I'll come home and I'll take some binders after I do those heavy yogas. I don't know if that works or not. It's just something I made up. But like charcoal or something? Yeah. So yeah. theoretically, like once you've gone through that and so I, I do the hot yoga. I also, um, I do the strength training once or twice a week and I'm learning to play tennis, which is kind of a lower intensity. I'm not so good at the stuff that's just like walking. And uh, that's something I should probably do more of, but um, I need so to work tennis on tennis would one. kind of fit into that maybe. I know Kinda. it's a little more it, high it, active. It can get strenuous, but it can, um, yeah. yeah, but for me with my history of like adrenal fatigue and um, really just kind of disruptions to that whole system, I should be working on that more actively, but I've got a lot of the other bases covered. So um, I, I really great. love the intensity of my physical exercise. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And for women, as we age too, one of the things that you should be doing is, is working on your stress levels, going to yoga, find meditation, uh, Tai Chi, something that brings the system down. Parasympathetic engagement. Yes. You know, yes. like my friend Grace, bless, bless her heart. She like always drags my ass to go, to go get a massage. And, you know, it's just, it's the relaxation of the massage, but it's also just the physical touch. And so she's always big on like, okay, what can we do to activate the relaxation system, also known as the parasympathetic? And uh, I'm just a high strong entrepreneur. So like having somebody that drags (laughs) you by the ear to go relax. Oh yeah. I force my system into it. I do regular massage. I do saunas. Uh I do yoga. And it's like, it'll drive me nuts sometimes because I'm just like, I just want to get to work. I'm just, my mind starts going and force myself to do something that just takes me down a notch. Right. Because as you, as we age, the ovaries stop producing the estrogens and progesterone and our adrenal system takes over producing the little amount that we continue to make for the rest of our lives. If you're constantly having to produce cortisol, it will 
favor that over these other hormones. So that's where you start to see really bad symptoms of perimenopause. It's because they're stressed out. It's the number one cause of perimenopausal symptoms is stress. So there's nothing more important than bringing down those levels. So yeah. And then from here to like, I think because you're really into testing and, and looking at your data, hormones go in a three month cycle. So it's not a quick fix. And I think that's important to hear because we all want to think that we can take this supplement to detox estrogen and do yoga for a month and we're going to be good to go. Put me back in coach. Right? Yeah. And so every three months to six months, you want to recheck your hormones or at least, you know, check in with yourself and be like, okay, well, how has this last three months, how do I feel in comparison to how I felt three months ago? Am I on the right track? Where am I going with this? Is my sleep better? Am I losing weight? You know, and it takes some time and you can also uh, utilize bioidentical hormones, which are are awesome for regulating hormones, especially Mm -hmm. as we age. And so watching that and tracking that with something like Heads Up Health is going to be so important. So you know that what you're doing is working and that you're taking the right amount of bioidentical hormones because yeah. it's always different and yep. seeing what it's doing for your cortisol levels and your weight and your body your fat weight, exactly. you, know, you, can, you can get these scales if, if you get too bent out of shape stepping on the scale every day you'll drive yourself nuts we have a lot of users who just get a, a, a sewing tape and they just measure their waist circumference once a month yep. and they take the scale and they throw it in the trash yeah. So that's part of, partly why we set up Heads Up is you just have a dashboard. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm making these changes. Are my hormones moving the way I want? If you get a really good device that can measure heart rate variability and sleep, that is going to be huge. A lot of people think that they sleep well. And then you get some data and you're like, ooh, uh, okay. I'm what not do getting you a- recommend for that for sleep? Uh, there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, even you know the Fitbit's a great sleep tracking device. If you want something that can also do heart rate variability through the night, and that's more of an advanced biomarker. But that think of heart rate variability as your stress indicator. Mm-hmm. And there are some devices now, the Aura Ring, the BioStrap, and Polar has one, and they're actually able to get highly accurate heart rate variability while you sleep. And you'll notice things like if you've been training too heavy, your heart rate variability numbers are going to go down. And if you had a couple drinks before bed, if you had a late dinner, you're going to learn which lifestyle factors tank your sleep. And then as you correct the lifestyle and the sleep gets better, I can look at that data in the morning. Okay, I'm ready for CrossFit today. Or the next day it might be like, you know what? I've had a couple really bad nights of rest and I'm going to recalibrate my exercise today. So that's where I think some of this information becomes helpful. Then you've got the data from the actual hormone testing. You've got some body composition data. And Mm -hmm. and And I'll add two more to that, Dave, that I think are so key that everyone can do from home for next to nothing, which is blood sugar in the morning, fasting blood sugar. Uh You will see your fasting blood sugar go up if you've had a shitty night's sleep. So That's my favorite metric. One of my favorite metrics is fasting blood sugar. Yeah. Mine started going up and I was like, what? Like I'm super, I don't eat. (laughs) Obviously I eat very well. And I was like, what is happening? Tested my cortisol. My cortisol was sky high in the morning. And I was like, that's why high cortisol will raise blood glucose and Mm -hmm. it would come back down. I would measure it throughout the day and it would always come back down a couple of hours. So I knew that my cortisol was too high in the morning just by looking at my blood glucose. The other thing that you can do, and that will also tell you 
if you're able to lose weight, like if you have insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, which many people do and they don't realize, then you're going to be able to measure that, put it into the Heads Up Health dashboard, track your, your, what you're doing to lower your blood glucose, and you'll start to see the Huge. weight coming off once totally it gets agree. to normal. Yeah. Yep, that's the easiest one anybody so can easy. do. It's so and cheap. You can do it for the comforts of your own home. It doesn't hurt. You yep. don't have to worry about that. Um, you even had, can buy ones now that just give you a constant blood glucose monitoring, which I think is fantastic. Yes. The other thing that I want everyone to do is go out and buy yourself something called a GERA thermometer, G-E-R-A, the GERA therm thermometer. You can buy it on Amazon for $7, okay? This looks like the old mercury style thermometer. And take your temperature before you get out of bed in the morning under the tongue for 10 minutes. Basal body. Basal body. And then again in the afternoon. This is going to help you to determine where your metabolism is at. Do you have hypothyroidism? If you know you have hypothyroidism, this will help you to track when you're optimized on your medication and that you have a healthy metabolism. And you can track all of this and watch, you know, when I increase my medication, where does my temperature go? We want to be sitting at a 98.6 or a 37 degrees Celsius in the afternoon. That should be your average body temperature. If it's not- what about a, in the morning? Got a problem. In the morning, it can be a little bit lower than that. It, we can get to 97.6. So for you guys, it's like 98, 97.9. We'll, we'll put the reference ranges in the show notes for people. And, and, and I've had a lot of functional doctors on this show who talk about the basal body temperature. You can track yeah. it in Heads Up Health. We have a metric yeah. for it. And, if it um, fluctuates heavily throughout the day, we know that there's an adrenal problem. So you can also know that, that's, that there's a cortisol issue in there too. Man, those are some really simple tests, uh, simple. fasting blood sugar, yeah. uh, basal body temperature, some hormone testing, make sure you you're getting good sleep. get those free check, you can eat like a normal human being and not like a rab- like bunch of rabbit food, boiled broccoli and ch- baked chicken bass breast for the rest of your life going to CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. You can actually eat like a normal human being, hey. good whole foods. You can actually eat some carbohydrates, not gain weight, and, and you uh, feel good and you want to exercise. That's what happens. And you enjoy food. And yep. that's, and you enjoy life and you enjoy celebration and you enjoy occasional indulgence. You can indulgence. have your cake sometimes. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's where we'd love to see everybody get to. So I think we um, broke it down really good here, yeah. Karen. Now you, uh, you work with clients directly. So if people are listening and they want to get more from you, where should they uh, find your, your mm-hmm. content, your courses? If somebody wants to work with you, how could they get in touch and, and uh, get more information? So I offer a free 15-minute discovery call. If you're not sure if we're a good fit, you can take advantage of that. You can go see that at karenmartel.com. A first date. You just book a first date and you can just yeah. book that online or you can mm-hmm. just jump in and actually book your first initial session. I do offer group coaching, which is an ongoing membership for hormone balance and weight loss. Um, and then I do uh, live coaching sessions where you can get that individual help. So that's a more affordable option. I also have, you know, online courses. I've got one that's ketogenic, but that is really to do with the hormone health. So you're mixing hormone balancing with the keto diet. Yeah, and how hormone to do healthy that. foods. Nobody talks about that in, in the no. keto world is making sure no. you're getting the right foods to support healthy hormones. Yes. Um, and kind of what kind of keto to do. Like I'm, yeah. I'm into fasting, I'm into low carb, but my thing is, is to do the carb cycling so that you're not going to hurt your metabolism. So those are kind of the main ways that you can, that I would suggest working with me, or you can actually order a hormone kit and it comes with a free 20 minute interpretation session with me, which is awesome. 
Yep. Well, this has been incredibly educational. It's uh, an area of health that we have not yet really tackled on the show. And uh, you handled it elegantly. So thank, thank you, you, Karen. Thank you. And uh, this was great. So uh, we'll get all the show notes cleaned up. We'll include all the links to your sites. We'll include the links to some of the tests we talked about, the thermometers, the basic testing, the labs. We'll get it all cleaned up. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to share your expertise with us. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 